1: Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we have a special guest, the Reverend Jeff Roman, pastor at Cibolo Valley Baptist Church. That happens to be the Baptist church that both our producer, Ed Salzadel, and myself go to. Jeff, today I'm going to do something a little weird. When I start referring to your church, of course it's our church, mm-hmm. but I don't want the listeners to get confused about our ministry at SABSA versus Cibolo Valley. So I'm going to refer to your church when we're talking. Now you came to us how many years ago?
2: Six five, years, five, five years, years ago, from the New England area. Where were you at? Correct. There? I was at Collin Baptist Church. In Tallinn, Connecticut, near Yukon. Ah. Mm. And that is not necessarily the Bible belt that you came <laughs> no, out No, it was tough spiritually. It
1: was tough spiritually. Of course, you had been in the Army, and mm-hmm. you have preached on your
2: conversion, which was in midlife, really. Well, actually, it was through the death of my former wife. Ah. Mm. Yeah, when uh, I was proud, I thought people who had God in their lives were weaklings. I didn't need God. I was a proud Army guy. till the Lord takes what is most valuable to you, And you realize you're not God. So he brought me to my knees. I don't say that. I I say it not in a proud way, but in a shameful way, because I was so full of pride. And it was during the time that she was dying that Christians just surrounded me. And they loved on me, and they didn't try to proselytize me. You had a brand new experience. Yeah. So I was brought up Catholic, but I had a religion, not a relationship. So Mm -hmm. through their just loving on me, I started going back to church. And I went into a Baptist church, and I thought, I think I can find God here. And I did. That's where I was saved. And later on, I I ended up being the associate pastor. That's an exceptional testimony. (laughs) Now,
1: I do catch you a couple, three times a year using creation science and evidence for intelligent design from the pulpit. (laughs) Why do you do that?
2: I believe science and, well, uh, the Bible are compatible. They complement each other. And I believe the Bible answers a lot of questions that science can't. Why we're here, how things got created, what happens when we die. There are a lot of things that we look at in in science that are, are, well, I mean, in the Bible, that science just can't explain. For example, the the beginning of things. Yeah, that's something we go into all the time. I was talking with our
1: youth at the church, actually our college and career group Thursday night. And they said, well, what about the Big Bang and what it says in Genesis? And I said, okay. Take a look at the Big Bang. It says that in the beginning there was nothing, and out of nothing came everything. Right. That's a miracle. That's not science. That's a miracle. Now, I understand if God did a miracle because he created everything, but how did nothing do everything? All right? So that's miracle one. Mm -hmm. And then just a few nanoseconds, a few ten-thousandths of a second afterwards, that explosion actually accelerated all the material in the universe... Trillions of light years away. That's another miracle because current physics says that nothing can go faster than the speed of light. So with in less than half a second, the Big Bang claims two miracles occurred. The Bible is more rational than that. That's not science. We are dealing with God things here. And so I, I'm always happy to hear you refer to that because people too often Think, well, that's Bible, and that's science, and they're two disparate things. God created science. He created all we have. How do you evaluate evangelism and the
2: church, the American church, in America today? I guess we can go back to creation with that as well. I know I don't have a lot of time, but in the beginning, God created everything. He created everything. Genesis 131 says it was very good. Now we have the fall in the garden. With Adam and Eve, and since that time the world has been in a train wreck. Uh, You know, imagine if you've never seen a train before, and you come upon a train wreck with leaking fuel and flames and smoke, and you would think, well, that must be what a train looks like. (laughs) You know, this world has been in a train wreck. This is all we know—the fallen world. But God didn't create the world this way. We're living as a result of sin. Jesus came to take care of our sin problem and redeem this world. God has given the title deed of this world to Adam, and Adam gave it over to Satan when he sinned in in the garden. Now, Satan is the ruler of this world, but Jesus came back to die on the cross to redeem us and to redeem the title deed of this world, and it's a matter of time until he comes again. Revelation 21.4 says that one day when he does come, there will be no more tears, no more death, no more pain, no more suffering, no more crying. And it says, the old order of things will have passed away. Well, we're still living in the old order of things. So I say all that because Jesus gave us the Great Commission before he left. He says, go into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. So if the church is not evangelizing, the sole reason why Jesus came, they cease to function as the body of Christ. We are given the Holy Spirit to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the othermost parts of the earth. So that's why we're given the Holy Spirit. That's why the church exists to evangelize. So to answer your question, how's the church doing? We're not doing too well. I think the church would rather curse the darkness than shine the light. How do you mean that? I mean that by telling the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the, the light, the, the life. And if we're going to be silent about the good news of Jesus Christ, the world is going to get darker. So we have a choice. We could either open up our mouths and be used to shine the light. How much light does it take to dispel darkness? Not a lot. So if the world is getting darker, it's because Christians are, are silent. Sadly, I think you're talking into
1: human frailties in that we'd rather gripe then see the positive. <laughs> right, and, and there's right, a whole lot of that. Right, right. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Now at Cibolo Valley Baptist Church, you have a, what I would call a very unique evangelical tool going on at this point in that you have a scale representation of the Old Testament tabernacle it's open from 9 a.m. till twilight most days of the week that we do take donations for that to move that work forward. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts about that? This wasn't
2: originally your idea, but you've sponsored it. What are your thoughts about that? Well, prior to getting the tabernacle, when I would read about the tabernacle in the Old Testament, you could really get bogged down in details, and it's sort of dry. So I would skim over it. Uh, Until the tabernacle was coming to our church, and I thought, you know, I really need to study this. And as I did, I I was enlightened how many elements within the tabernacle point to Christ. It all points to Christ. There's one gate in the tabernacle. The outside curtain is white, representing the holiness of God. The only ones allowed into the courtyard were the priests. So if you were offering your sacrifice at the tabernacle, you'd have to meet the priest at the gate. And you would put your hand on the, the lamb's head, and the, the lamb would be slaughtered right then and there by the priest. So you were not allowed in. The priest would take that lamb and burn it on the brazen altar, which is symbolic of Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the, the sins of the world. So just many elements within the tabernacle point to Christ. And we've reached over 700 people now to the tabernacle.
1: Yeah, I remember you doing a sermon in which you invited people out to the tabernacle right afterwards, in which you showed. How much foreshadowing of Christ and what He was and what He would do was shown in the tabernacle. We too often as Christians and some churches just say, well, the Old Testament is just not operative anymore and the New Testament exactly. is all we need to study. Exactly. But you
2: were emphasizing how the Old Testament points towards Christ. Exactly. I had someone ask me one time, why would we get a New Testament? What's wrong with the old one? <laughs> the grand problem was
1: it didn't work the old testament gave us he first gave adam and eve one rule they couldn't keep it then he gave us 10 and a few thousand years to prove to ourselves we couldn't do that either there was another answer needed and that's what the new testament is that's right now what is your church doing to evangelize your community other than the
2: tabernacle well, since I've been at Cibola Valley Baptist Church, we've been involved in many mission trips. We've gone on a mission trip to New Orleans and Ninth Ward District to help them rebuild after Hurricane Katrina. We've gotten involved with an Indian reservation in Oklahoma. We've helped them with evangelism, church repair, vacation Bible school. We got, we're helping a church start in Del Rio. We've gone there to help them outreach in the park and do vacation Bible school. We're, we've also gone on a mission trip to Mexico. And it was really interesting because we went to the deportation center in Mexico. So these are Mexicans who have been kicked out of America for one reason or another, and they're being sent back to their homeland. And some, they grew up in America. They don't even know their, their homeland. So anyways, we're at the deportation center, and I'm partnering with the River Ministry through the Baptist, Baptist General Convention of Texas. And we're sharing the gospel with these individuals who will then be sent out all across Mexico, hmm. with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're using that as a way to bring the gospel to the Mexican people. And maybe that will transform the culture. We're preparing to help a church in New England. Uh, we talked about how dark Connecticut is. So this year we're going back to Connecticut to help a church with evangelism, a church repair, vacation Bible school. 17%, negative 17%, is the, the growth of Christianity in, in Europe. All the other nations are are advancing, but Europe is a negative 17%. So we're going to to Europe. I'm partnering with a church over there in Europe to help him with evangelism, encourage him, come alongside him. And then, of course, the, the tabernacle. So that's mm. what we're doing for evangelism. That's reaching out in the
1: normally evangelical way. And we've only got a few seconds left. Right. But I think your church is also doing some things which not all churches will do. For example, you've expanded to two services with both a contemporary and a traditional service. Right. Some are still stuck with the traditional. I don't want to downplay that, but you're trying to reach your community with that. Be
2: all things, all uh, people, right?
1: We had a huge furor within our, well, not huge, but some furor within our church when we decided to build an electronic sign because people can't <laughs> handle change. But again, you were trying to reach your community by doing that. Exactly. Okay, we're trying to shine the light. Shine the light. Yeah. We thank you for being with us today, and we thank you for your efforts. And I thank you, God's truth, both in terms of science, which he created, and the Bible, with our people. Thank you for having me. All right. The Old Testament Tabernacle talked about on this program will only be at Cibolo Valley Baptist Church at 5500 FM 1103 Church, Texas 78108 until March 1st. So schedule your church's tour today. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to WhyShouldYouBelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. ABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. Dr. Carl Williams and Ed Salisville Thanks for listening and we hope you found today A reason to believe the Bible
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn Head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency Knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to He understood its funding He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors This set off alarm bells